Hello, love listeners. My name is Tomorrow Love, and today is October the 9th. I hope you all liked my first podcast. If you haven't already listened to that podcast, I'd like you to go check it out. It was a great experience, so I decided to make another one. Psych! I actually was just given another assignment by my government teacher. As I always say, excuse all mess-ups and tongue twisters. Let's get right into the show. This episode, we will be talking about the judicial system and branch and what they are doing to be fair and equal for all citizens. The judicial branch is in charge of deciding the meaning of laws, how to apply them to real situations, and whether a law breaks the rule of the Constitution. The Constitution is the highest law of our nation. The U.S. Supreme Court, the highest court in the United States, is part of the judicial branch. The Supreme Court is made up of nine judges called justices who are nominated by the president and conformed by the Senate. The justices hear cases that have made their way up through the court system. The main task of the Supreme Court is to decide cases that may differ from the U.S. Constitution. Once the Supreme Court makes a decision in a case, it can only be changed by a later Supreme Court decision or by changing or amending the Constitution. This is very important power that can affect the lives of many people. Out of the three branches, the judicial branch, even though it has the power to interpret laws, is considered the weakest branch of the three branches by many because they cannot ensure that its decisions are enforced. So, for instance, if the judicial branch makes a discretionary decision, it can be overpowered by a higher authority. We can use this Supreme Court for an example. Worcester versus Georgia was a landmark case in which the United States Supreme Court vacated the conviction of Samuel Worcester and held that Georgia criminal statute that prohibited non-Native Americans from being present on Native American land without a license from the state was unconstitutional. The Supreme Court agreed with Worcester, ruling 5-1, to one that all Georgia laws regarding the Cherokee Nation were unconstitutional and thus void. Georgia ignored the decision, keeping Worcester and the other missionaries in prison. President Andrew Jackson declined to enforce the Supreme Court decision. 
That shows checks and balances because the president is able to veto. This scenario contributes to the judicial branch being the weakest because no one actually abided by the Supreme Court's decision. They all declined and did what they wanted to do. This is where checks and balances come into play. Checks and balances is when the principle of government under which separate branches are empowered to prevent actions by other branches and are induced to share power. Checks and balances is basically when they balance the three branches out, making sure everyone has enough power. But as you can see, some of the powers are getting overruled. If all three of the branches were separated and equaled out, why would some people think that the judicial branch is the weakest? Next question we'll be answering today is, are the judicial branch doing things that are fair and equal for U.S. citizens? I think that on balance, the legal system is fair more times than it is not. This does not mean that the system is perfect. It's far from perfect. Because too often, decisions are made for the sake of expediency rather than justice. The judicial system is not always fair. There are a number of examples in which people get better results in the system if they have more money and worse results if they are poor. The system is also against the rights of the poor. There are really two systems of justice, those for the poor and those for the rich. The rich hire lawyers, the poor get public defenders. The rich get bail and the poor goes to prison because they cannot pay for bail. So I guess the question is not if the system is fair, but fair for whom? When writing the Constitution, our founding fathers envisioned a judicial system that is fair and impartial. The decisions made by federal judges are long-lasting. They should not be influenced by personal feelings or loyalty to a political party. With the Constitution as our guide, We've confirmed judges who believe fit the mold described by our nation's founders. A major part of that vision is making sure our courts provide impartiality and fairness so that any American who finds themselves in front of a federal judge knows that decisions are not being made based on personal beliefs or politics. Next, we will have a voiceover giving us more information about the judiciary slash judicial system.
judiciary. Democracies are characterized by the separation of functions and powers between the three branches of government, the legislature, the executive, and the judiciary. The three branches check each other's powers. The judiciary interprets and enforces the law, including the constitution, and ensures that the other two branches comply with it. In this way, the judiciary checks the exercise of power of the legislature and the executive. The judiciary is composed of various courts across the country, staffed by judges and magistrates. The courts decide disputes and apply the constitution in the name of the state. Chapter 8 of our constitution defines the structure of the South African judicial system. At the top of the system is the constitutional court. Below it is the Supreme Court of Appeal and the various high courts in the provinces. These courts together form the high court and are staffed by judges. Below the high court, you find magistrates' courts staffed by magistrates. The constitution also allows for the creation of specialized courts like the labor court and the equality court. In a democracy, these courts must be independent and subject only to the authority of the constitution and the law. It must be independent so that it can make impartial decisions and not be swayed by political or personal considerations. You can think of the courts as doing a similar job to the referee of a soccer match. A referee has to enforce the rules to ensure that the game is fair and the players do not break the rules. The judiciary is tasked with ensuring equal justice under the law. Chapter 2 of the Constitution guarantees every person the right to have a dispute or trial heard by a fair, impartial and independent court. It is the system's duty to make sure that the laws of South Africa are complied with by everyone, including the legislature and the executive. While these other two branches of our government are made up of politicians who work along the lines set out by their particular party, the judiciary has to be impartial and non-political. In other words, they must make decisions based on the facts and the law relating to a particular case. As we explained, the judiciary checks the exercise of power by the legislature and the executive. For example, when the national or one of the provincial legislatures passes a law, a high court can declare the law or parts of it unconstitutional and invalid. If this is confirmed by the constitutional court, the law has no force and effect as if it was never passed. The courts can similarly declare invalid the actions of the national or provincial executive. Because judges and magistrates must be independent and impartial, it is very important that they are appointed in a different manner than members of parliament or cabinet ministers. In South Africa, the Judicial Service Commission, JSC, a body established by the constitution, plays an important role in the appointment of judges. It further advises the country's national government on any matters relating to the judiciary and the administration of justice. The JSC includes the Chief Justice, the President of the Supreme Court of Appeal, and the Minister of Justice, as well as two practicing advocates and attorneys, one teacher of law, six members of the National Assembly, four members of the National Council of Provinces, and four more persons appointed by the President.
the JSC decides who is appointed as a High Court judge. They also nominate candidates for appointment to the Constitutional Court. The President then picks one of the nominees and appoints him or her. The appointment of magistrates falls under a separate entity called the Magistrates Commission. The President appoints the Chief Justice and the Deputy Chief Justice who head the Constitutional Court as well as the President and the Deputy President of the Supreme Court of Appeal. The President must first consult the JSC before appointing these leaders of the judiciary. So what is the judiciary? The judiciary is composed of various courts within a democratic state. Furthermore, it is the body of judges and magistrates who sit in the courts of South Africa. The judiciary does not introduce or pass any laws, but it is meant to interpret the law and apply the constitution. It is the duty of the judiciary to apply the law fairly and without fear, favor or prejudice to disputes brought before it. It also enforces the constitution and declares invalid any laws passed by the legislature or action taken by the executive that is in conflict with the constitution. To fulfill its role, the judiciary must be strictly independent and impartial. Judges cannot promote the interests of a political party or individual. Furthermore, no person or organ of the state may interfere with the functioning of the courts. The decisions of judges and magistrates are subject only to the constitution. Lastly, I would like to talk about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and her impact on the society in the U.S. Ginsburg was an Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States from 1993 until her death. She died September 18, 2020. Her death shocked a lot of people. People were devastated. She was the second woman to serve on the Supreme Court and a pioneering advocate for women's rights. Ruth Ginsburg, a.k.a. Notorious Big. Notorious Big was a nickname that the Citizens of the United States gave Ruth Ginsburg. Notorious did various things to support women's rights. She fought for gender equality as stated in the article. Ginsburg won five cases involving women's rights before the Supreme Court and was quoted in Times Magazine as saying her strategy was to attack the most pervasive stereotype in the law that men are independent and women are men's dependents. Notorious RBG left an incredible mark on law and society. She spent most of her whole career trying to eliminate gender-based stereotyping. Okay, you guys, it's time for us to come to wrap things up. In conclusion, debriefing this episode, 
Overall, the judicial branch is fair and equal at times, and sometimes they are not depending on the situation. Even though the judicial branch is called the weakest branch, they still persevere and get the job done. Bye, love listeners. I hope you liked it, my second podcast. I will see you guys on my next episode. My mother told me to be a lady, and for her, that meant be your own person. Be independent, said by Ruth Bader Jenberg.